Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And this week on the show, I have a guest. His name is Nick Peterson, and he started a really cool app that you should check out. It's going to help your surfing. It's going to help your awareness of your surfing and I mean that in terms of the information that we as surfers deal with like swell dimensions tide wind all those kinds of things that you're trying to figure out and it well it doesn't spell it out for you anything like that it's just gonna teach you the way you need to learn over time as you collect info as you surf as you grow as things go here we go yeah so lazy surfer app I think the best way to kind of motivate why people would download it is to talk about why I first built it. So basically I had a really good session out at kind of like a fickle reef in San Diego. Uh, It doesn't break that much. And when it does, it's not that good, but every once in a while it has kind of like a magic set of conditions that just make it work. Mm -hmm. And I caught it on those magic set of conditions. And it was one of the best sessions I've had in my life. It was like a roller coaster catch a wave. There were like five guys out there, catch a wave, paddle back out. And you're the only one out there. Cause everyone already caught one. It's just like just a conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super fun. So I told myself, you know, when you get in, remember to look at Noah and look at Surfline, write down the conditions so that you can always check and see if, you know, the spot's going to be going off. And of course you get in and then you're taking off your wetsuit and you get distracted. You're listening to podcasts and <laughs> right. of course you totally forget to write it down. Um, and that happened. I was just kicking myself um, about it for a long time. And um, I just figured like there's a technological solution to this. Um, well, there's, there's a non-technological solution to this, which is like just buy a notebook. Right. And <laughs> right, surfers right. have been doing this for 50 years. Um, uh, but when you take it to the next level and you put it in an app, it just like explodes the amount of stuff you can do with it. Um, like if you think about having a notebook just filled with conditions, it's going to be hard to search through that, you know? Right. But on right. an app, it's like, it's easy. The computer can just figure out what session is most similar to the current conditions and, and give you a really mm-hmm. good expectation for, right. for what's and going that's, on out there. That's what your app does, right? Because not only yeah. does it take in so just for the listener i had i've been using this for a couple weeks now it it doesn't just take all the information which it does do that wind tides swell characteristics um i mean everything right yeah Um, but it, it so it gives you the opportunity to rate it so you're helping the app right you're helping it learn yeah. like it's a kind of an ai thing yep. helping it learn what you liked or what you thought was okay or what you thought was poor so that over time it begins to be like, okay, every time this condition is in place or this situation happens, it gets like an average rating or 
maybe a little better for this one there. But I thought that was pretty cool because you had said this to me in the past, but that makes surf forecasting much more subjective and much more tailored yeah. to the individual user as opposed to what we do right now with surf tools, which is it's either poor, good, epic, you know, or whatever, right. like probably one of four things. And yep. not to mention that what's epic for one person is like defying to another or pretty, exactly. pretty lame to somebody else. So it's, 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 it's a tough thing for the surf forecasters to like deal with. Whereas this app really, it seems like it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I love the idea. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice on a couple different levels. Like one was what I was talking about before, which is, you know, it keeps track of your conditions for you. It'll give you alerts if the conditions are the same as like a really good session in the past. Um, so that's really nice. You don't have to continuously look at sets of conditions and compare them against NOAA. Mm -hmm. But also, like you mentioned, there's a subjective quality to waves, which isn't really captured by the tools right now. Um, you get a rating like, yeah, like you said, fair, epic, whatever. It doesn't take into account the fact that you might be on a longboard instead of a shortboard or like a mid-length, or you might be a beginner and you like smaller waves. Like epic isn't just epic for everyone. So right. Lazy Surfer learns about you, learns what kind of waves you like, and then is able to give you a more personalized surf report. Right, right. Uh, that's so cool. So I guess the the big the big challenge you have is getting people to stick around long enough. Imagine to to get the AI to learn them because you have to kind of there's a little upfront investment on your part as a user. You need to like log these yes. sessions as easy as it is. Like it's not hard. It's like press a button, say you went surfing where, and give it a rating. You know, it's a lot yeah. easier than having to write it down. But there is that like obstacle i mean it's pretty funny yeah. to talk about that being an obstacle but humans have gotten so lazy with apps and the way <laughs> things are like served to us that we literally can't even watch like a 15 second clip without like scrolling past it because we don't have time for 15 seconds you know right so yeah. but that that i would imagine would be the tough part so i just wanted to like really early in this episode just let everyone know like definitely try this app out, but you got to give it the time. You got to go surf yeah. and you got to keep logging your sessions. And the more, is it true that the more you log, the better it gets, or is it, yes. does it reach a certain point? Yeah. The more you log, the better it gets. I mean, there's, there's a ceiling on how good it's going to get. You put in a hundred sessions at the same spot and you've like, you've surfed in almost every set of conditions that can happen at that spot, then it's going to max out. And like, that's the maximum learning it's going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be a ways away like that. We're talking like, yeah, it depends on the spot, but maybe 50 sessions or something. Wow. But, wow even, yeah. but even having like five sessions, you can tell how, how much better it is from zero sessions to five sessions. Mm -hmm. Five sessions, you start to really get like some accurate predictions. That's pretty cool. And 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 I don't remember this now for myself. What, well, one thing I did like is the uh, um, like you can you can jot notes down about your the, the board mm -hmm. you were riding or or put pick a board from your quiver that associated with that day is there yeah. a, a, an area for notes like your own just personal little like uh such and such a thing yeah yeah there are and and not many people put those in there but i would really encourage people to do that because it it's really a good uh like mnemonic device so it, it really helps you remember the session mm. and you know there's only so much data that like a star rating from one to five can tell right. you right if you put in notes and you put who you surfed with and what was the crowd like and stuff like that it'll you know jolt your memory mm -hmm. and then you really remember how those waves were and that might help you 
you know, with board selection and stuff like that. Right, right. Cool. That would be pretty amazing if it actually was advanced enough to to read your notes and even a, yeah. a, like take that into its you know uh rating your future sessions but you know it really it, it the one to five stars isn't so bad because we're mm -hmm. not talking about one to five stars in the terms of every surfer in the world this is one to five stars based on what you previously rated one to five stars yes so it's like very it'll be very consistent as long as you are right you know yeah, um exactly. so like i feel like even though it may seem out, like on the face value being very equivalent, like, oh, it's only five levels of rating, but those mm -hmm. five levels are your specific, you know, uh, yeah. like your rating of it rather exactly. than just what Surfline's telling you they think it's going to be. And and you're left to wonder if that's epic for you or epic for the good surfer or and whatnot. Yeah. And maybe five is even too much. We've been thinking about, mm. I mean, you could do two, you could do go and don't go. You know? right 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 or you right. could or you could do three like crappy okay and good mm -hmm. so we're kind of experimenting but five seems like a, a decent place to start yeah i agree i agree because it gives a little you know what the one of the challenges i found is like what do i think was that four stars for me or was it three stars yeah. and you even have the option to do a half of a star so yeah. it, like you're like oh and because you want to <laughs> teach it what you like and you're like did i really like that <laughs> yeah you can but, go overboard you can have too many choices totally yeah. but um so one thing i remember us talking about in the first episode or the first version of this episode was that um i also liked how it's not just well for me what i noticed is it's not just for repeating great sessions but mm -hmm. it also is just a learning experience bad sessions or yeah. or let's say challenging sessions you know because as we say there's no bad day in the water yeah but yeah. um yeah, but those challenging sessions, you know, maybe you'll also start to see a trend of what makes a challenging session a challenge. And yeah. I always encourage my students and, and surfers that I care to like help along, like figure out how you can excel in poor conditions, because that's when the ocean's all yours. You know, that's when right. you can hold it down out there and get a ton of waves. And it's so often like it doesn't look good. I know from the beach a lot of times, but then something gets you out there, whether it's a friend or, you know, just like, well, this is the only chance I have this week. So I better just surf. And then when you're out mm -hmm. there, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Surfing's fun, even if the conditions don't look beautiful from the beach, you know? Yeah. And I so I just like that element of it, too, that, yes, it helps you score the days you're trying to score, but it also helps you just learn more about surfing in general and dealing Absolutely. with conditions and becoming a better for despite conditions. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause, um, and that kind of ties into the retention problem too, because after a good session, you're very motivated to like, let's put this session in and, and make sure I remember mm. it, but it's just as important to put in the bad sessions. Um, and you mm. can kind of use lazy surfer in a couple different ways. You can use it as just like, this is a tool that tells me when it's good to go. But you can also use it as a tool is like this tool is going to teach me and help me learn about the ocean and meteorology and stuff like that. And you can really mm -hmm. dig in. And yeah, if you start putting in all your sessions in there, you'll really be able to start looking at like, okay, this spot only works when it's like two to four tide mm -hmm. and wind less than three mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. There's like all sorts of different combinations and you can like, you can really nail a spot down with a yeah. tool like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally love that because even if like you don't end up surfing there's just more intention behind why you didn't surf you know you're like yeah. oh this is that day where all i do is paddle up current 
you know, and that strains yeah, yeah. my neck to keep paddling and looking to the right the <laughs> whole time, whatever. You're like, that's just off the top of my head, you know, but I just, yeah. I just like the idea of surfers being intentional about what they do in the water or why they don't surf at all. Just have good mm -hmm. reasons for things, you know, like it's the same when I treat people like in a personal level. I don't mind if they say like, no, this is not the day for me or something. As long as they have a reason, like I want to hear intention. I want to hear yeah. understanding behind the decision-making process. And that tells right. me you're growing as a surfer. Yeah, um, I like that. Another, another thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, you know, I guess you kind of hit on it, but naturally, you know, there is struggles in anything that you do and what you build, create, mm -hmm. envision. And I think it's just natural to humans to want to hear about the hard part too, because otherwise you're just this genius who built a cool app and it was so easy for you. And the rest of us are like, what? Like we just started learning about apps and here you are building them. And it's, and it seems like effortless. What obviously there was struggles with building it or, or running it. So what are some of those yeah. things? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been two, two and a half years now and it's finally kind of starting to pick up a little bit. People are starting to, to know about it. Um, so yeah, it's been two years of mostly no one. I mean, I've had some power users and thank, thank God for them. Um, they've been really helpful, mm. but, um, like the product really wasn't there until earlier this year. And so it was kind of half there and things were half working and, you know, that was a struggle. Like people weren't interested in it. And also, of course, like there's always the issue of People think you're blowing up spots if you're coming up with a new forecasting tool mm. even though the whole point of lazy surfer is like there's no discoverability of spots you can't use lazy surfer to find new spots mm -hmm. um, i wanted to be really intentional with that mm. idea with lazy surfer so that's impossible but even just the hint that somebody's coming up with a new surf line even if it doesn't blow up spots makes people pretty angry. And so you get some, a lot of like negative feedback uh, sure, on Instagram sure. and stuff like that. So that, that can be kind of tough and um, unmotivating, but, right. um, but yeah, it's at the same time, it's like, it's a really, really fun project to work on. There's a lot of interesting data. Um, there's some visualization stuff in there, which I really like. Mm -hmm. And uh, the machine learning, the AI stuff is super cool. So, and it, to me, it seems like kind of the, like the next gen in, in surf forecasting. Like we haven't had any personalized surf forecasting done right. until now. And now we have all this data that we're generating every day by going out and making decisions about surfing. So let's use that data to make better decisions in the future. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I guess that's, that's always going to be one of the struggles in any endeavor, you know, regardless of what it is, is, mm -hmm. you know, um, how people receive it or, and how yep. they feed back, you know, especially on Instagram where everyone's so brave and gets to hide behind their little phone screen, you know, and not yeah, yeah. show their face. So it's really easy for people to dig down and, and, you know, lay into, you know, and let you know how they feel. But yeah. I, I like, I like, I really appreciate that. How you said, you know, it, it, this isn't about blowing up spots and it doesn't give away spots. Like yeah. you already have to know where you're surfing. You already have to have that part of your surfing down. That's like yes. a whole different aspect of surfing, like looking at bathymetry and geography to discover new spots mm -hmm. and to have the diligence to go check them over and over and figure out what makes them work. And that's where your app comes in and helps. Yeah. Like it helps the person who's already going out there and doing it. 
it, but it doesn't enable somebody who's lazy, which is ironic, I guess, <laughs> but exactly. it really doesn't help lazy surfer. Cause if you're a lazy surfer, like the app's not going to do more for you. It's just gonna like, it won't serve you. It only is going to give you as much as you put in. So you got to get out there and do the damn work. Yep. But, um, you know, that, that is like, let's just face it. That's part of the surfer code. Like you don't blow up spots. Yeah. Fishermen don't blow up their spots. You know, like people protect what is of value and that makes sense, you know, and yeah. they're willing to share it. If you found it the same way they did through just yeah. good, good understanding of, of conditions of bathymetry and swell, exactly. that's kind of cool, you know, to share that with somebody. But yep. yeah, nobody wants to be like mobbed because some app just came out and told everyone to go surf somewhere. Right. Fortunately, and, and very wisely of you, that's not what your your app does. But because it's basically a surf log. It's basically yeah. a surf log that enables that helps you be better. And in that sense, it does help a lazy surfer, because if you're you're all act proactive about finding good waves and spots to surf, um, you know, but you're lazy about writing it down or tracking exactly. this totally fills in the gap. You know, it comes in and does above and beyond, actually, because not only does it take all the info, but it helps you build a, a kind of personalized rating system for, you know, uh, and swell. So, yeah, that's Definitely. the lazy part for sure. That's the lazy <laughs> part. You don't have to, you don't have to go out and grab the conditions. It does that for you. Right. You don't have to like get deep insights into the spots. But you do have to put a lot of work in. You have to. You still have to go surf. You still have to put in the sessions. You know. You still have to find new spots if you're looking for new spots yourself. So. Right. Still got to be a real surfer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background. How did you? How did you get like find yourself here doing this now? Because I, you have an yeah. interesting background where you came from and how you ended up surfing and all. So let's hear that. Yeah. So I live in San Diego, but I I grew up in uh, Wisconsin. And uh, yeah, there's not a ton of surfing in Wisconsin. There's a little bit uh, <laughs> on Lake Michigan. Um, only for the, the, the strong <laughs> of heart, I bet. <laughs> exactly. Only for the warriors. These guys are yeah. wild. Um, but yeah, never went surfing in Wisconsin, but was uh, just, just super into the water. Like grew up on a lake, did tubing and skiing and scuba diving and stuff like that. Um, and just was always really attracted to like the like surfing in general, it's just such a like visually, viscerally interesting sport mm. to ride a wave. It's just crazy. It makes no sense. <laughs> um, and so um, one vacation, we went down to Florida and rented boogie boards. This was like the first time I'd ever been in the ocean. Um, and that first wave I caught on that boogie board was just like such an intoxicating thing, just like the power of a wave just shooting you forward it like it's stuck in my brain to this day and this was probably i don't know 30 years ago now mm -hmm. um and so ever since then it was like a a drive to just get out to either the west or east coast and so 10 or so years ago i moved out to san diego um took up surfing went to school stuff like that went to school for um math so um yeah and that's that's where we are <laughs> right on well and yeah. i really liked the, the first one i'm gonna have to i'm gonna force you to retell it but your kooky story about learning to <laughs> surf that's too good you got to tell it again <laughs> oh shit. yeah so uh so i learned to surf in a spot that's a very terrible spot to learn to surf it's like one of the <laughs> <laughs> most localized spots in um, san diego and um it's almost always got people out there because it's almost always good 
but um, I happened to catch it. And this was pretty early on in my um, surfing life, maybe six, six months in, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened to catch it uh, where it wasn't very good. So there was only one other person out there. And um, I paddled out and this guy was pretty good. He was catching everything. I wasn't catching anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, you know, half an hour into the session, he turns around and looks at me and he's like, uh, so have you caught a wave? And I was like, uh, ever. <laughs> and, uh, of course he meant during the session. Um, but, uh, I was bad enough to make that unclear. Uh, and then he let me take the next five, which was super nice of him. So, um, yeah, I try to try to pass that on when I can, when I see a beginner in the water. Right on. That's yeah. a good, what a good feeling when you're feeling a little intimidated and you're like, Oh God, I really want to surf, but I, yeah. I fully recognize that I am the low man out here. And yep. then one of those guys just is like, Hey, take a wave. Come on, go. You know, it's like, Oh, thank you. I'm like yeah. sitting over here ready to cry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll always remember that session. It was like such a, there's, I had so many bad experiences at that spot um, before that, but finally it was kind of like, okay, there's some humanity out here. Yeah. Yeah. Surprises you sometimes in California. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your go-to board? What do you, what do you enjoy riding? Uh, I've been riding like a retro fish for a long time that I really like. It's, it's hard to get off of. Um, yeah, that's one of those boards that just, yeah, it's hard to trade in. Yeah. It's so fun and it catches everything. It's, I think it's like five, six or something like that. Um, but I got a mid length last year, like everybody else. And, um, having some fun on it. It's, it's fascinating though, because the first couple of times I surfed it, it was on like one to three foot days. And, you know, you think it's like a mini longboard. It's, it's not, it doesn't work. It doesn't work unless you have like three to, I don't know, three to five, three to six, something like that. And then it becomes real, real fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but one to three, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe not have for you surfed you. a mid length much. Yeah. I mean, it's actually one of my go-to boards cause I grew oh, up cool. a short border. I'm like yeah. short border all the way. You know, there was a time in my life where I would have like scoffed at anything over six foot, you know? Yeah. And I just grew up with that kind of a crew and I was that influenced by everyone around me and all the guys that shredded. Everybody I looked up to was on those boards. So it was like, sure. there's no other options, you know? Not to mention one of my good friends, one of my first surf partners started learning on a longboard. And yeah. man, he had hell to pay every time he came out with that thing, <laughs> that big old board. He was dying to get a different board, you know, but it was his yeah. first board. It was like a Christmas gift. So he couldn't just trade it yeah. in right away, you know, right. so he was kind of stuck with it for a while. Anyway, um, I guess, you know what happened? I started, somebody had a mid length they left with me and I rode it a bunch and started to really enjoy it because yeah. for me, it was like a long board. You know, okay. going from a short board to now this seven six, I was like, you wouldn't have caught me dead on that thing any time <laughs> in my past before then, you know? Right. And uh, so I was riding around and getting a ton of waves and paddling fast and just like kind of easy breezy out there, you know? And it kind of made me realize something, you know? And this is now kind of a while ago, I guess almost about a decade, but it made me realize like, you know, I don't want to work too hard. Right to go fast and have fun. I want to be able to just go. I want to stand here and fly. Like I, I kind of want to be, I guess this, the name of this episode is going to be a lazy surfer or something, but I want to be a lazy surfer. I want to be like a little casual, like Craig Anderson style. Like he looks like 
like he's almost unenthused by surfing, even though you know he's not. <laughs> but he's like so casual, yeah. so lazy that he looks so cool. It just, it just that was the style that stood out to me, not the flipping nice. and flopping and working really hard, which right. I would have to do or not surf. That's really what ends up happening. Yeah. As a shortboarder, you look at the conditions, you know exactly what you're dealing with. And you're like, I'm not going out there and working my ass off to try and surf. So I'm not going to surf. Mm-hmm. And like over time, I was just like, what a ridiculous attitude to have. Like how horrible yeah. not to have a tool in your belt that that can handle the, the job that's at hand, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had uh, Coach Ev make me a board, a 7-6, but a proper one because the board I was riding was like an Al Merrick water hog. You know, it's a popular model, but it's all okay. rockered out and it's like yeah. a banana boat. So it doesn't really go the way I, it went good for a shortboarder like me to get on for yeah. the first time. But once I got my, you know, my my really perfectly foiled the way I would want it and really low rocker um, mid lane from Coach Ev. Oh, my God. I was like definitely hooked if I hadn't been already. Yeah. And then I almost got to a point where I started being like, can I even call myself a shortboarder anymore? (laughs) I rode the thing in everything. I'd ride it when it was tiny. I rode it when it was big. And yeah. it really, it, the window for when I rode my shortboard got smaller and smaller because I was just having so much fun on it. I like but, that. Uh, if if t- you're not like having identity crises every, I don't know, a couple years in surfing, then I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> That's such a good <laughs> point. You know, like I use that actual phrase all the time, identity crisis, because it happens all the time, especially with me when I'm teaching people. You know, and they feel that they're not breaking through a wall that they should already have been or getting off a plateau that they've been on for too long. And little by little, you see that identity identity crisis creep in and start questioning if they're actually a surfer and should they even be continuing? And it's like, oh, "Oh, calm down. (laughs) You know, you're in it for the long run, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so to answer that question, very long. I'm riding a mid-length nowadays, mostly. Good. I still love my shortboards. I always have them ready to go if it's proper. But yeah. I'm just, maybe it's a little bit getting older. Maybe it's a little bit realizing that, you know, the shortboard is much more of a, like a, a tool for a job that's less frequent than I really get the chance to surf. Um, yeah. Whatever it may be, I'm having a great time in my surfing life nowadays. <laughs> nice. What's the next uh, identity crisis you, get, crisis you got planned? That's yeah, that's a good one. I never planned for them, but they do strike in a time when you least expect them. Yeah, what that's such a great question. I would imagine getting older, like starting to deal with creaks and aches and pains and things like that, because I do notice just subtle little ones nowadays that I didn't used to deal with. And fortunately, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay. I, I go through phases of being great and other times of being a little lazy about stretching which I think is yeah. the key to staying young. You know, keeping the Definitely. youth is all in the, the flexibility of your spine and joints. So I try my best and anytime I, I, I get some injury or, or just a little ache, I'm like, well, that's, that's, a, that's a cue, that's a bell going off, like I should be stretching more. Mm-hmm. But I do imagine because it's inevitable that as I get older, like there'll be more and more things to deal with. So that will be a tough one, I'm sure to go through because that yeah. you can't, change too much i mean you can stretch and eat healthy and drink water but you're getting older man you're you know you're you're heading towards that that you know ride in the sky at some point (laughs) yeah but uh i guess so what do you think's yours what's your next identity crisis oh man i think um so i bought a foil i got on the foil train oh no way (laughs) i did last year six months ago did you nice (laughs) yeah i did dude they're so fun 
they are so fun yeah <laughs> i feel like it's like admitting like a dirty habit but like i totally <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah it's awesome um and i totally suck at it and it's obviously really dangerous i got hit a couple times in the shins and stuff already with the foil but but yeah i just you you ride it the first time you ride it for like a second that feeling of just like smooth butter and like so fast so fast it's it's very intoxicating um can't wait to get better at it but my story was going to be i went out to foil and the waves were too small and i only had the foil board i should have brought other boards but i didn't so I took the foil off and just rode the board with no pins <laughs> or anything. And I had the most fun session I've had in six months. Like it was, it was so <laughs> awesome. It was just like, just pure me in the ocean and like a plank and just like messing around. And the foil board was doing all kinds of weird stuff. Like the back end was trying to like whip out in front of me and mm-hmm. it still had a blast. Like, so. Maybe no expectations. I, yeah. Yeah. No expectations helped. Mm. Right on, dude. Well, I really appreciate um, you getting on this call with me again <laughs> to, to redo this episode. But I think uh, it was the right thing to do because it was just, first of all, the app's super cool. I really Thanks. want everybody out there listening to, to give it a shot, you know, and try it and just get on the user base. You know, like people like you, I would imagine, really benefit from getting more users and more feedback and stuff yeah. like that. So, yep. oh, oh, one last thing that we should hit on before we, we say goodbye is... Uh, the the way you do your charitable like how do you um, yeah how is that yeah. that working with your business because I know you have a little program that that you know is giving yeah. back yeah I want Lazy Surfer like you said to give back as much as possible so um, there is a subscription option in the app it basically kind of like Surfline it gets you a, it gets you a forecast so you get to see a 16 day forecast otherwise it's like a two or a three day forecast if you don't pay for it mm-hmm. um, in addition you get more alerting capabilities and then you also get cloud storage of your sessions so that if you lose your phone or you change your phone uh, you don't lose your sessions so look cool. into that um, it's five dollars a month or forty dollars a year um, but um, you can also instead of buying the subscription, you can also uh, donate $50 or more, or no, $100 or more to a, an environmental charity. So like think uh, like Cool Effect or Surf Rider or really any charity you want. Um, make a donation to them and then send me the receipt at help at lazysurfer.app and then I'll get you a free uh, year of the subscription. Super cool, solid. Yeah. Right on. Well, Nick, thanks so much for, for coming on again. That was like really a pleasure. So stoked that you, you reached out and, and, you know, got me to find out about this app because I'm definitely going to do my best not to be too lazy and, and keep working with it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was, it was great talking with you. Hell yeah. Thanks, Nick. No problem.